The following is a presentation of God Questions Ministries. Who was Judas Iscariot? Judas Iscariot is typically remembered for one thing, his betrayal of Jesus. He was one of the twelve disciples who lived with and followed Jesus for three years. He witnessed Jesus' ministry, his teaching, and his many miracles. He was the treasurer for the group and used this trusted position to steal from their resources. John 12, verse 6. Judas was a common name in that era, and there are several other Judases mentioned in the New Testament. One of the other disciples was named Judas, John 14, verse 22, and so was one of Jesus' own half-brothers, Mark 6, verse 3. To differentiate, John 6, verse 71, and John 13, verse 36, refer to Christ's betrayer as Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. Scholars have several ideas about the derivation of the surname. One is that Iscariot refers to Kerioth, a region or town in Judea. Another idea is that it refers to the Sicarii, a cadre of assassins among the Jewish rebels. The possible association with the Sicarii allows for interesting speculation about Judas' motives for his betrayal, but the fact that he made a conscious choice to betray Jesus remains the same. The surname Iscariot is useful, if for no other reason, in that it leaves no doubt about which Judas is being referred to. Here are some of the facts we glean from key verses about Judas and his betrayal. Money was important to Judas. As already mentioned, he was a thief, and according to Matthew 26, verses 13-15, through 15, the chief priests paid him thirty silver coins to betray the Lord. Jesus knew from the very beginning what Judas Iscariot would do. He told his disciples, Have I not chosen you, the twelve? Yet one of you is a devil. John 6, verse 70. And at the Last Supper, Jesus predicted his betrayal and identified the betrayer. Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, son of Simon. John 13, verse 26. Jesus said that Judas Iscariot was not clean, that is, he had not yet been born again, and was not forgiven of his sins. John 13, verses 10 and 11. In fact, Judas was empowered to do what he did by the devil himself. As soon as Judas took the bread that Jesus had given him, Satan entered into him. John 13, verse 27. The other disciples had no clue that Judas Iscariot harbored treacherous thoughts. When Jesus mentioned a betrayer in their midst, the other disciples worried that it was they who had proved disloyal. No one suspected Judas. He was a trusted member of the twelve. Even when Jesus told Judas, What you are about to do, do quickly, John 13, verse 27, and Judas left the Last Supper, the others at the table simply thought Judas had been sent out to buy more food or to give something to charity, verses 28 and 29. Judas Iscariot betrayed the Lord with a kiss, perfectly in keeping with his brazen duplicity. After committing this atrocious act, Judas was seized with remorse and returned the thirty silver coins to the chief priests and elders, Matthew 27, verse 3. But we learn that remorse does not equal repentance. Rather than make amends or seek forgiveness, he went away and hanged himself, verse 5. Judas Iscariot fulfilled the prophecy of Psalm 41, verse 9, Even my close friend, someone I trusted, one who shared my bread, has turned against me. Yet Judas was fully responsible for his actions. Jesus said, The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him, but woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Matthew 26, verse 24. Matthew 27, verses 6-8 through eight, reports that the chief priests took the blood money from Judas and bought a potter's field as a place for burying foreigners, thus fulfilling the prophecy of Zechariah 11, verses 12 and 13. Acts chapter 1, verses 16-18 through 18, continues the story of what happened after Judas' death, 
and gives some additional information. Luke reports, with the reward he got for his wickedness, Judas bought a field. There he fell headlong, his body burst open, and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called that field, in their language, Akeldama, that is, field of blood. The additional detail we learn from Luke is that, after Judas hanged himself, his dead body fell into the very field purchased with his ill-gotten gains. Given the fact that Judas' close proximity to Jesus during three years of ministry, it is hard to imagine how he could follow through in such a dastardly betrayal. Judas' story teaches us to guard against small, gradual failings that gain strength and power in our lives, and that could open the door to more deadly influences. His story is also a great reminder that appearances can be deceiving. Jesus taught, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Matthew 7, verses 22 and 23. God Questions Ministry seeks to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ by providing biblical answers to today's questions. Online at gotquestions.org.